guys. Welcome back to Rave Culture Podcast. Thank you guys so much for checking out this episode. I'm super excited to have you guys here. Today, I actually have my first guest on the podcast who I'm going to introduce in a second, but I just want to thank you guys so much for listening. Um, Wherever you guys are tuning in from, we should be available on all major platforms now, which is super exciting. Um, The main ones are SoundCloud or the Anchor app if you guys have that, Google and Apple Podcasts, and hopefully soon on Spotify. We're working on getting it on Spotify next, but thank you guys so much for following the podcast. If you guys aren't already following us, we are on Twitter and Instagram at RaveCultureCast. Um, and then my personal account is at Emma Capotis if you guys want to follow along with me there. I also have a YouTube channel, which is a continuation of this podcast. So if you guys want to see any EDM videos or vlogs, rave content, a lot of festival fashion and makeup, you guys can also head over to my YouTube channel and subscribe there if you're interested. And as always, if you guys are listening, please tag me in any tweets or your Instagram stories. Take a picture, show me where you guys are listening from. Um, I'll always reshare those. And it's super exciting to see you guys spreading the word. Thank you so much. Tell a friend. That's how we get the word out there. But I think that's all I have for the intro today. Um, If you guys are just tuning in today, this is your first episode that you're listening to. I'll give you a quick intro to what this podcast is about. So basically, Rave Culture is your guide to the EDM community. I want to do a ton of rave related content, festival and show reviews, music festival tips and advice. And I also want this to be a platform for other people to come on and talk about their experiences in the EDM community, how they got into it, and just basically tell their story. So today we have our first guest on the podcast. I'm going to introduce her right now. Uh, this is my best friend, Vicky. Say hey, Vicky. Hey. <laughs> okay, so before we get into what the episode topic is, obviously you guys can see the title of this podcast, but I'm going to let Vicky do a quick intro. Tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. So I'm Emma's best friend. We met in college. We're sorority sisters. And ever since college, we have been hanging out, going to shows together. But full time, I'm a high school English teacher. I coach CrossFit and do nutrition coaching on the side. And Vic, how old are you? I should have started I off I am that. 28 years old. Yeah, we're both 28. So I want to start out with, I'll actually start and ask you first, since this is an EDM podcast, who are your favorite artists? Oh, so tough. <laughs> Loaded question. Um, so I guess my favorite artist ever would have to be Seven Lions. Love seeing him live. I love listening to him. In terms of seeing live, Oliver Heldens is probably my favorite DJ to see live. I've seen him, I think, six or seven times live. And then I just love to listen to more like chill vibes, like Elenium. I really also like Lane 8, so pretty Mm -hmm. varied in terms of genre. And you're seeing Lane 8 soon. I'm seeing Lane 8 soon. I'm actually seeing Cashmere next Friday. So yeah, nice. I'm a little all over the place. This is a good range though, because I don't talk about them as much on this yeah. channel. So it's good to have like people who have a different interest. You like Don Diablo a yes. lot too. Don Diablo is one of your in live. Oh yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Okay. I know. And yeah, actually since we're talking about that, what other shows or festivals do you have coming up? All right. So this coming Friday, like I said, I'm seeing Cashmere in Brooklyn. It's his orchestra show. It's nice. going to be amazing. Then in June, seeing Lane 8, one of the This Never Happened events. So that should be really oh, okay. cool. Five hour set. Nice. Can't use phones. Yes. And then hoping to go to Izu for a day or two in uh, September. Cool. So you mentioned it a little bit, but I always I always like to ask my guests. You're my first guest, so I don't <laughs> always like to ask them this. But um, I want to start off by asking about like what your first introduction to EDM was. 
probably at a very basic level just listening to house music at mixers frat mixers in Mm -hmm. college and then my first ever event that I went to was a foam and glow in New York City that was pretty uh, what exactly is a foam and glow (laughs) so this is back in like 2012 I guess at this point we dressed up in our best neon and Mm -hmm. went to a venue in the city and they blasted some foam everywhere and it was just a random house DJ and then after that we started going to Barstool blackout tours Mm -hmm. Um, I talked a little bit about Barstool yeah that was always a good time again that was a little more into the EDM scene and then we went to Dayglow which is now Life in Color and saw Fetty Legrand so that was Mm -hmm. more of your traditional EDM DJs house music the Harlem Shake exactly at at Barstool Blackout oh my god yeah if you guys want to go on YouTube actually you probably shouldn't but if you look up the Harlem Shake East Stroudsburg Pennsylvania that and will give you an idea of what we used to go to I'm not kidding really is burned into our memories forever okay there are more questions I have for you relating to like how you're raving or like how going to shows has changed from you then until now and we can again a lot of our experiences are the same because we've been going to shows together and we got into the scene but we we have done shows separately and things like that and we've both grown as people but before we get more into that I want to introduce the topic of this podcast you guys so this originated on my YouTube channel it's a video that I put up I think last summer and it was called are you too old to rave And it's been a really interesting one. It had a lot of comments then. I still get residual comments on that video now. And I think it just was like a very hot topic for people because it's something that I've been asked a lot of times from like friends and family. And it just like comes up in just conversation like, oh, are you sick of it yet? Are you going to grow out of this? Aren't you kind of tired of going to these shows? And it just sort of made me be like, this should be, this would be a good conversational topic. Like, is there really an age limit on raving? So for both of us, we've been going to shows for about like, I always say about eight years, a little over eight years because we started when we were like 20-ish in college. Thought this would be a good episode for Vicky and I to talk about together because I know Vicky has some strong opinions on this matter. And yeah, we've both been attending shows the same amount of years. So we've kind of grown into the scene and I think we'll have some good commentary on this. And I'm curious to hear what all of your thoughts are on this as well. So definitely tweet, you know, your responses or leave me comments on this. And if you guys want, you can also go back to the video too. And you can see what we had to say because there's a ton of comments on there and people were sounding off and giving a lot of feedback on it. So this will be a good one to hear from you guys. So before we answer that question, which, you know, these are just our opinions. I'm going to put this out there, you know, like we're just giving our opinions. That's why you guys are here listening. But I wanted to talk a little bit about how our experiences have changed as we've gotten older. So I'll start with saying with you, what was attending an EEM show like for you when you first started? As I kind of alluded to earlier, the first EDM experiences, we weren't going for the DJ. Day Glow and Barstool and Foam and Glow. You couldn't even put a name on the person who was DJing the event. True. It was really just to go and kind of get fucked up and have a good time and hear all of our favorite songs by the most popular artists. Mm -hmm. But it wasn't about going to see a specific artist just yet. Okay, I actually really agree with that because you just reminded me of a memory I have with our friend Brandon. There was one year we went to Barstool Blackout. I'm not kidding. We got there and it had just begun. Like people were just trickling in and already were like, like pretty fucked up on whatever and 
Brandon and I looked at each other because people were just like dancing and going crazy. And I was like, I'm 99% sure there's just a laptop on stage and there wasn't even anyone playing it. I'm not kidding. And Brandon's like, yep, it was just a laptop on the stage and no one even noticed that nobody was playing it. That's the kind of show it was at the time. (laughs) But yeah, so you spoke a little bit about like it's a college crowd because that was the age we were at then and also how... It was kind of gimmicky, right? With paint and foam. paint and foam. And like we were saying, like the neon hats that would say like slut. Yeah. And party and rage. Just your quintessential stereotypical raver in the start. And also we're in from like New Jersey. But yeah, so that was the sort of like the picture of what college looked like for us in 2011, 2012. You know, we graduated in 2013, so that was sort of what those types of, like, shows sort of look like. I also, I wrote down some notes here of some of the shows that stuck out in my mind that you and I have gone to. I would say, like, one other thing about your early 20s versus your late 20s. We also had not way more time, but I felt like I went to a lot more. And I go to a lot now, Mm -hmm. but we went to a lot of shows in a row. There was one week I remember, and this was only two years ago or three years ago. I went to three shows in one week at Terminal 5. I went to Blau, Marshmallow, and Seven Lions in one week. I don't think I could do that again. And then I guess this was big week 2015. Oh, yeah. We saw Yellow Claw, Mm -hmm. Oliver Heldon's... Knife who party. Was playing with knife party and yep. some other random stuff, and then chain smokers on New Year's Eve. Right. So. Oh my God. Yep, we did. So that that's another thing I would say, like, especially when you know we were just starting our jobs, and so I work in the city as a digital designer, and Vicky's an English teacher, so I feel like your jobs affected a little bit, which I'm going to talk about a little later, but. That's one thing I would say then versus now. I think I went to a lot more because I didn't have as many responsibilities, you know. All of our friends were sort of going out and doing the same thing in like the New York City area. And again, I just want to make this clear. We're not saying that we're old here because <laughs> I have so many people who comment on my videos who are like in their 40s and 50s who are going to EDC. So in no way am I saying we're oldies now. Like we're, we're totally in our prime, you guys. Absolutely. <laughs> but we've been doing it for eight years and it has, we've seen a difference. So I just wanted to make sure we were covering that. But one other show that stuck out in my mind was when we went to see Nicole Mudabear. Mm at Output. Can you talk a little bit about that show? (laughs) Yeah, so that was super cool because neither of us really knew much about her. We were just like, hey, let's go to Output because was that our first time there? I think it was my first time. It might have been early. Yeah, yeah. Um, And that was just amazing. She was so great Mm -hmm. and she was playing open to close and we didn't really know what to expect. We're like, yeah, we'll just go for a few hours Mm -hmm. and we ended up staying until the sun sun came came up. up. Oh my God. So that's another example because, and it's really sad, RIP output. Output doesn't exist anymore, but it was this club in Brooklyn. The whole idea behind it, like you couldn't take any pictures or videos there. You were supposed to put your phone away and like just be really in the music. And they also played a lot of artists that weren't as well known. So it was supposed to be like underground techno Mm -hmm. and you kind of go there and figure out so we saw her name and she's this huge techno artist she's like a legend played open to close and it was just the two of us and we literally stayed until we got back to my Hoboken apartment and the sun was coming up so I don't we definitely stay out late now but I don't think we do that nearly as much (laughs) so that's another thing I think we also sort of would stay out much much later and now we're grandparents (laughs) so another key event that Emma and I went to I guess this was, yeah, this was January of 2016. Right. We literally flew down to Miami for a weekend to go to the Life in Color (laughs) Festival 
in Florida. And we were going because Jackie was playing. And at the time, they were like our favorites. And, and Flosterdamus. Flosterdamus. It was our first time seeing Floss. But that was hilarious because it was 16 and up. We didn't realize that, though. We did not. So we roll into <laughs> this festival. And granted, we're like 25, so we're not old, but we felt old. When people are around you embraces, <laughs> you feel fucking old. <laughs> yeah. I think that day uh, our motto was, if you don't have a tattoo, if you're not wearing a 21 and up bracelet, oh, yeah. you're too uh, too young for us. You're too young for us, bro. You got braces and you're not, you don't have a bracelet for alcohol. No, no good. I mean, it was actually a really fun festival, I would say. Um, but yeah, looking back on it, the fact that we traveled for that is totally crazy. Yeah. But it was really fun. That was our first time in Miami, right? Yes. I think so. Yeah. Yep. I remember Nightmare played. Yes. I'm trying to think of who else. It was like Big Sean we didn't see. Yeah. And Ruby Rose. Yes. It was such a so random. random. <laughs> but Jackie, we were yes. like obsessed with that. And I remember being at Main Stage. And again, this is life in color. So we're getting pelted with paint all yes. day long. And we were just going crazy singing the lyrics to Jackie when the people around us like did not know any of the songs. But we did, and we had a good time. That was a good, that was a good memory. Okay, one other thing I wanted to bring up, because it's sort of specific to our area as well, another place that we spend a lot of time or have been to a lot in the past years is Atlantic City, mm-hmm. which is like a mini Las Vegas, if you guys have never been. In New Jersey, it's like down by the beach for us, and it's a, it's a pretty solid drive, but the casinos and the nightclubs there get bigger-named artists, so we like to make it a thing and go down for the weekend or go down for the night and go out to the nightclub and see an artist. So I don't know, how has your Atlantic City experience changed? Or any favorite shows, too. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, we've seen some really good shows in Atlantic Mm -hmm. City. And I actually was going to say that might be the one place where I never feel like I'm old. Right. Because in casinos, in clubs, you're always going to have people that are older than you there. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we've seen Hardwell in Atlantic City. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. We used to see 4B all the time before 4B was big. (laughs) We saw Dubs. I've seen Oliver Heldens up close in a nightclub. I've seen Cashmere. Yeah, so a lot of great artists come Mm -hmm. to Atlantic City, and that's always a fun place because it's more friendly for people who aren't super ravey Mm -hmm. because it has that clubby atmosphere. It's very clubby, right? Very Jersey. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You guys have never been. But also, when we would go to Atlantic City even in college and like right after college sometimes we would get like a beach house and then go over we went one year for Memorial Day weekend and we saw rehab I would say like I definitely got way more fucked up back then than I do now like now I'm much I mean you kind of use it as an excuse to get pretty drunk when you go down there but I would say we were like a little out of control oh definitely (laughs) and I feel like we used to go to AC just to go to AC whereas now we go to see an artist correct so it's kind of been that whole pattern of at least my EDM life is I used to go just to have a good time and now I go specifically to see an artist. Right. We're like we actually want to hear what they're playing. (laughs) And the artists play very different sets in Atlantic Mm -hmm. City because they want to cater to a clubbing crowd. So there's also that like sometimes we're expecting to hear like their their biggest songs and they may just play more like clubby type music. That happened at Chami when I saw him in November. He played a few of his songs, but then he also, it was different. And that happened for Heldens as well. I was right. bummed. Yeah, yeah, it was interesting. I would just say there's a common pattern of like in college and when you're younger and a lot, a lot of these shows, like if they are 16 plus, you might just get more of like a partying type attitude and that sort of starts to like fade as you get older, I would say. 
All right, guys, I'm just going to take a quick break here to remind you that you can submit any topic or episode ideas that you have, um, or if you guys have any questions or comments, send an email to raveculturecast at gmail.com. I love reading through all of your suggestions, and I want to make sure that you guys know that you can participate. And if you want me to cover something, please send in suggestions. I'm more than happy to do um, an episode dedicated to something you're curious about hearing more about. So again, you can email me raveculturecast at gmail.com. And that's all we have for now. We're going to get right back into the episode. Okay, so one thing I wanted to ask you about, do you think that raving is better now or did you prefer it before? Oh, that's such a tough question. <laughs> and not in society, like for you, how you for feel. Me, yeah. I think I appreciate it more now just because as you get older and life becomes more stressful, mm-hmm. it really is like a nice break from reality and it's something I get to look forward to. Whereas back when I was younger and mm-hmm. again, when I was just trying to go to have a good time, it didn't yeah. have that special feeling. Right. And I think that's also been a huge shift for me. I used to go and again, get fucked up. But now I go to shows sober mm-hmm. and it's still the most amazing experience ever. Right, right. I would I would definitely agree with that too. And I think you're more like confident in yourself now too. So I think we know where we like to stand. We can be in the back and enjoy it. Um, we might not have to drink as much. Like I think we can just enjoy the show. There's not nearly as much drama. Because again, when you're going with a bunch of friends or we used to go with huge groups of people, there might always be some drama or people want to go like do whatever. And I feel like now we always like have our system down in in place pretty good. So I would say that I appreciate it more now too, for sure. One thing that's interesting for Vicky that I've seen change in her throughout the years is how her job affects how she attends shows. So can you talk a little bit about that transition into becoming a teacher? Definitely. Um, so this is something that I, I still stress about. I guess I would I used to stress more about it. Mm-hmm. Just always that constant fear, especially the shows that are 16 and up and 18 and up. Like, oh man, there's potential for me to run into a student. And there's just this stigma around EDM that I think is unfortunate. Like, I don't feel comfortable saying to my students or coworkers, like, yeah, I'm going to a rave in the city or I'm going to see mm-hmm. this, ar- this artist because people associate drugs and just, I guess, like a level of immaturity, unfortunately, with Mm -hmm. these types of things. So that's definitely affected me. Mm -hmm. But I've gotten over it. And especially now, as I've been teaching for longer, I don't let it bother me as much. I just accept it. Like, I'm not doing anything bad. Mm -hmm. I'm just going to a concert. Right. Yeah, exactly. It's just like a concert like anybody else would be. And these kids go to rap shows now, which are worse. Exactly. (laughs) In my humble opinion. Yes. No, but I just remember like when we had graduated college and we were still going to shows, like it's also weird when you're 22 and 23 and teaching kids who are not that much younger than you. But Vicky would always be like, do not tag me in photos. Don't put me in any videos and publish them. And it makes so much sense now because, I mean, I knew how I was when I found out my teachers were like bartenders. And I thought it was so crazy that they were bartenders. But it's the same thing like you've had kids write to you right that they like EDM oh yeah Mm -hmm. and see I would never in my first few years of teaching I would never even tell kids that I liked EDM right and now I'm so open about it I'm like yeah I go to these shows and there are very few kids like Emma was saying who even like EDM so right it's fine it's fine now yeah and I would say with 
my job, it's a little different because like I'm a designer, but I still work for a professional organization. So I am trying to be careful about myself on social media. Like I talked about this in one of the earlier episodes about some of the rave fashion. Mm -hmm. There are certain things I wore then that I wouldn't wear now and I wouldn't have pictures of myself wearing now on social media because we're professionals. Exactly. So it changes. Definitely. And I, I think that is something I still kind of hold on to that I don't wear super scandalous rave clothes mm-hmm. ever right. just because on the off chance that right. I'm going to run into someone or That's you know, true. be in a video or be tagged in something. Mm-hmm. So another thing I want to talk about, what would you say the cons are at the shows that you attend now? Are there certain things you do not like anymore that maybe you didn't notice before or it just has changed for you? I feel like my patience maybe is a little thinner (laughs) now as I get older I definitely don't like when people are super drunk right because again I go to these shows for the community and the vibe and most of the time everyone is super nice Mm -hmm. but the people that are there and are super drunk they're not really there for the music they're rude they push a little bit more so that's frustrating I also don't have patience for people smoking cigarettes right mm-hmm. behind my head. That yep. was an issue when we just went to go see Oliver Heldens. You know, you're not supposed to be smoking in a venue. People are trying to sneak it. You ask them to stop. Mm-hmm. They get all annoyed. Right. But other than that, I mean, there's nothing that I really don't like. I I understand that it's going to be crowded. There's yep. going to be people pushing and it's tough to go to the bathroom. So I just mm-hmm. kind of accept that. Yeah. And I think like we're still very much in the crowd. Like, even at the Oliver Heldon show we went to recently, like, we know where we like to stand. If we want a break, we'll go get a break. If it's a, it's a much younger audience or, like, a college crowd, like, it doesn't bother us at all. We just mm-hmm. acknowledge that. And we're like, okay, we kind of know what we're going to get out of this show right. if we're standing in this area. Like, some kids might be rowdy. Like, there were a ton of people rolling around us at Oliver Heldon's, and yeah. we were just laughing because we were like, you guys look ridiculous. <laughs> well, especially, I actually felt that way a lot at Griffin. Okay. Oh, yes. more mainstream, so that was definitely a younger crowd Mm -hmm. and you can tell it was a lot of baby's first role yeah Um, so we were kind of looking around and saying all right I remember those days I remember them yeah yeah yeah. well there was that one I actually got grilled on because I tweeted like why are you wearing a camelback to a griffin show am (laughs) I wrong I'm sorry like and people they had a fair comment they were like it's free water and I was like that's fair fair you're saving five dollars per water bottle but like you're not in the desert you're not dying their water fountains right back there yeah. I just thought I was like that looks like a little bit much to be in like a nightclub in a camelback but whatever they let them in so so it's just funny and it also is just more like reminiscent because mm-hmm. we're like eh, you know these are these kids first shows like we've been around the block a couple times yeah <laughs> the other thing I, I would just say and it's not a con but but it has changed is like I'm way more fucking tired now oh yeah <laughs> this is a big one for Vicky <laughs> these shows like put me out for days <laughs> I mean Emma mentioned this in uh one of the podcast episodes but we had like 19,000 steps after Oliver mm-hmm. Heldon so you know joints are a little tired it's at my back is freaking yeah. hurts that and like a lot of the shows in Brooklyn go till 4 or 4.30 a.m. And like we stick it out. We mm. usually are there till the end. But we're also smart about Ubers and traffic. So we know like we should probably leave at least 10 minutes before the show ends. So we'll do things like that because we've just sort of like learned our lesson in the past. Whereas in college like we stayed out so so late and it didn't bother me at all because I had nothing to do the next day. <laughs> All right, I'm going to take another quick break here to remind you guys um, to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at RaveCultureCast. 
I'll definitely be keeping you guys up to date there on the latest episodes, what platforms they're available on. And again, you can send in for any of your topics and episode suggestions. Tag me there. Um, If you're listening, send us a picture and let us know where you're tuning in from. I absolutely love to see you guys sharing it and appreciate it so much. So thank you guys for spreading the word about the podcast. I definitely want to get your participation and would love to hear what you guys want me to cover in future episodes. And again, I will be attending some shows and festivals this summer. So as I do that, I will be having follow-up episodes doing show reviews and things like that if you want me to have somebody on here please let me know that would be a great one so send in any other ravers or people you would like me to have on the podcast as a guest yeah that's it for now let's get back into the episode so now that we've had a very long-winded explanation of our history with raving and attending shows and our pros and cons I'm gonna bring it back to the topic that we're here to talk about. So do you think there's an age limit for raving or do you think there's like a certain age you grow out of it? No, and this is a question I get from my parents all the time. <laughs> Vic, you're still going to those shows. Yeah. <laughs> Aren't you tired? You know, you're, you're so old. Why are you doing this? I think as long as you love the music, why wouldn't you keep going? I mean, mm-hmm. if you think of live artists, you know, our parents are going to people that they listened to when they were teenagers Mm -hmm. you know they're still alive at this point Mm -hmm. but why can't we still continue to go see the artists that we love to listen to I also think it depends a lot on your life and your relationships like I'm actually lucky because my boyfriend is also into EDM but I think if I was dating someone who wasn't Mm -hmm. I wouldn't be going to shows as often obviously I'd still be going with my girlfriends but Mm -hmm. like I go with my boyfriend to shows now just the two of us yep so I think that plays a lot into it as well I'm glad you brought that up because that was actually one of the questions I had for you that I totally skipped over (laughs) I was going to say and you just touched on it but how has being in a relationship affected you right and the shows that you attended yeah so I mean again I could touch a little bit more on this but my boyfriend he used to go to shows all the time when he was you know 25 26 and he actually had stopped going for a while and then when we started dating I kind of pulled him back into it Mm -hmm. and he's 31 I wanted to throw that out there Mm -hmm. so he's even older than us Mm -hmm. and he says to me all the time like I'm so grateful that I can go to shows again Mm -hmm. so found someone to go with he doesn't feel too old to go to shows yeah exactly and it depends on like and can you talk a little bit about how it's different like when you were single versus now sure so uh (laughs) besides the obvious (laughs) yeah yeah, I mean but I don't know if it was too different right because Again, that wasn't the point. We were going to shows to see the artists. We weren't going to shows to find guys to hook up with. Right. But I guess I would say I maybe went to shows a little more frequently when I was single, mm-hmm. especially because the group of girls that we go with were all single. Mm-hmm. So it was very easy for us to just be like, all right, let's go to this show this weekend and let's right. see this person a couple months from now. Sure. So you get busier when you get older and especially getting into relationships. Sure. And you're splitting your time too. And if it's like, for sure, if it's not both your interests, then it's not nearly going to be as much. But that's definitely a good point. One thing I wanted to mention before I give my answer, I said this in the video as well. I read somewhere that the average age of the person that attends EDC Las Vegas is 28. It said like 28 Mm. to 29. And that surprised me Mm. because actually it didn't surprise me because it is such a age range. Like the people that go there, there's all different types of people. And there definitely are a lot of people who are much older. And the amount of messages and comments I have gotten, I've gotten emails from people who are couples in their 40s and 50s who are attending EDC for the first time. So I would say music festivals will definitely be a range. You'll get all different types of people. You also have to think about VIP 
That's one thing I wanted to mention because we have been talking about it more and more recently. I would say if anything is going to change as I get older, I might start investing more in like VIP tickets just because if for whatever reason you're kind of sick of the general admission crowd, it gives you that break. It might give you a viewing platform, separate bars and bathrooms. So if you're able to afford it, I would say I could see myself buying more VIP tickets in the future. And it also, it depends on the artists we're seeing. Like you said, Griffin. Mm -hmm. Griffin just skewed younger, and that just might be because he's becoming more mainstream now versus, I don't know, even Lane 8. I was just saying, when I go see Lane 8, I imagine that's going to be a much older, older, chiller crowd. Yep. I think, I feel like anything with techno, because when I saw Serez D and Adam Bayer, it was a much older crowd there too. So it also depends on like the artist that you're going to see. I said this in the video and I'll say it now. I agree. I don't think there is any age limit on raving or attending shows. I think some people might be into it when they're younger, grow out of it and like never come back. And that's totally fine. I don't think they want to be as involved in like the plur life or the EDM community. But then there's other people like us who have had such a positive experience and just enjoy attending live events and live shows that you know, if we still love it and we love the music, why would we ever stop going? That's at least what I tell my parents. Absolutely. (laughs) I'm like, nope, I'm not done yet. I'm still booking music festivals 100%. And it's fun to like, festivals at least, it's fun to travel Mm -hmm. and go away for the weekend and just forget about your job and enjoy yourself. Yeah, I mean, my boyfriend and I, we actually booked a trip to Boston back in the fall to see Kashmir. Mm -hmm. So it was great. We got a trip out of it and we went because we wanted to see an artist. So Again, it's a good excuse to travel. It's a good memorable experience. And I mean, at least for me, like looking into my future, I've been attending live shows since I was 14, even earlier than that, if we Mm -hmm. want to consider uh, Backstreet Boys and NSYNC as live shows. But I just like did it. I mean, Vicky and I, we're not going to talk about what we used to wear, but we used to be really into like alternative music and like emo shit in high school because that's what was super popular at the Mm -hmm. time. So I've been attending like concerts like that for literally 14 years now so I consider live music as like a hobby of mine and when I have kids one day I would love to take them to their first concert or take them to a show I will I'll definitely be the mom going with her kid to EDC when I'm like 40 something years old (laughs) it's gonna happen so we're gonna wrap up the episode Vic any final thoughts you have on where maybe let's say where you see yourself going in the future as far as you know just attending shows or musical interests I don't see much changing other than maybe I'll get a little picky Mm -hmm. and I'm only going to see the artists that I really want to see whereas currently and in the past something looks good I'm like okay I'll go Mm -hmm. so maybe that'll change but other than that I don't see it changing because I just love the music and I want to experience the amazing feel of Mm -hmm. being at a show are there any festivals that are still on your bucket list I mean that's a tough one I went to EDC Vegas once, and I would love to get back there, but unfortunately with my teaching schedule, it's just really not possible. Um, So who knows what the future holds, but not a festival. I 100% need to get to Red Rocks one day, so that's a trip I I want to plan. That's good. Yep, yep, yep. That would be an awesome trip. Yeah. Red Rocks would be good. I feel like we used to say Tomorrowland. Yes, yeah. Is that still on your radar? It is. I just don't know (laughs) if that's a reality. It's Yeah, because it's such a – that's an expensive trip. Yeah. and it's crazy I, I've also heard the crowd is extremely different there like that mm. skews way older because I had a friend who went to that and just in general they thought it was not like ravey at all 
because it was a more European crowd. So yeah. people like there were some people dressed up, but a lot of people were not. And definitely very, very interesting. It was not anything like EDC Las Vegas. Mm. And I think for me, you guys can probably tell because I just started this podcast <laughs> at 28. But I used to think and I still have these thoughts now and I'm kind of getting over it. But I used to think that I started this so late and I was like, I wish I had started my YouTube channel in my 20s because you guys would have had so much more content and like you should have seen the things that I saw and like the things that we did and then I look at it now and I'm like you can't take those years back and we did what we did and I enjoyed it so much and I'm so passionate about it now and more involved in the community of it now that for me I'm doing all of this for the younger people because I want them to understand like how much of a positive impact this community can have on you if you embrace it and you can meet so many people through it especially if you're somebody who's like living in the middle of America and you don't have as many opportunities to go to shows and you get to go to these big festivals and have these like life-changing experiences like that is the coolest thing in the entire world so I just want to shed a light on like this community and why it means so much to me so of course I'm gonna be attending a lot of shows it's not the frequency that it used to be but I still hope to attend like a lot of bigger festivals that I have never gone to before Electric Forest is on the very top of my list right now would really love to go to Electric Forest and I'm gonna be doing Ever After this year for the first time which is in Canada and it's a smaller bass and dubstep based festival which is very interesting for Mm -hmm. me not my usual thing but that'll be cool I'll go hang out with some Canadians (laughs) (laughs) so I think that's everything we have today I hope you guys feel good about this I hope you enjoyed um listening to this like wherever you're at in your life whether you're just getting into this scene or if you are in your 40s right now and you're absolutely like killing it I've also had people comment before who have been in relationships not like toxic relationships got out of them and then have gotten into Mm. EDM and have like totally been living their best lives. That's awesome. Yeah and like are meeting more people and really like absolutely loving it because their spouse or like somebody wasn't into it and didn't want them going to shows. So you can get into it at any point in your life which is pretty cool. Alrighty guys that is the whole episode. I hope you guys enjoyed. Thank you Vicky for coming on. Of course. Thanks for having me. I hope you guys loved our first guest. I was super excited. I was like if we're gonna have anybody on here it has to be Vicky because we are so passionate about this and we know each other so well. So this was an awesome first guest and a, a topic for us to cover. Don't forget you can follow us on Google and Apple Podcasts, on the Anchor app, SoundCloud, and a bunch others. So definitely go follow us there. I think you can rate and review us on apple Podcasts. so if you guys enjoy this please throw us some stars we would absolutely love it vic where can they find you so my instagram is at vicky viola nutrition it's vicky with a y v-i-o-l-a perfect yeah and what can they find on there vic Ooh, i have some good <laughs> tips and tricks about healthy eating so um especially if you're trying to get ready for festival season might be a good place to check it out and feel Mm -hmm. free to dm me and ask me any questions yeah definitely if you guys she's very very knowledge she's a crossfit coach she's killing it so if if you have and if you need inspiration if you're just like starting a fitness journey i was gonna say a festival journey (laughs) a fitness journey definitely go check out her page again you guys can send in any episode ideas um any questions anything you want advice on to raveculturecast at gmail.com I'll be checking that pretty frequently so I'm excited to see the ideas you guys submit you guys can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at raveculturecast and then my personal channel is at Emma Capotes it's K-A-P-O-T-E-S a lot of people pronounce my name wrong I get 
Capotes, capotes, capotes. capotes. <laughs> I get capotes a lot. It's capotes. That's just gonna say that for the record. <laughs> and yeah, and you can follow my YouTube channel if you guys want to see some videos, some EDM vlogs, a lot of my EDC content that's up there right now. And just a reminder, this should be up before EDC, but I'm having a meetup at EDC Las Vegas. It's going to be the Saturday inside the festival. I'm not sure on timing or location yet, but just wanted to throw that out there. So definitely follow me on social and I will keep you guys up to date on everything. Really, really hope you're enjoying the podcast so far. I'm loving doing this. It's so much fun. Thank you guys for spreading the word and for telling your friends and for sharing it. And I'll be back with a new episode next Wednesday. Bye.